spite is as good a reason as any. A Sandman Potfic, part one of the reasons verse. Written by Blue Sunshine and read by Literarian. Chapter six. Hop finds the pouch inside the hollow of what he's fairly certain is a dog's skull. One of those things, he thinks, is definitely cursed. He just has to turn to Johanna and she shirks up her shoulders at him. It dispels ghosts, supposedly, she says of the skull as he deposits it in the appropriate pile. Then she yawns, jaw cracking. That it then? She nods toward the pouch that falls into his hand. I only ever saw it once, Hop grumbles, turning the pouch over in his hands. It feels oddly heavy in his hand, the leather as smooth and soft as leather could be, and the drawstrings unyielding when he tries to open it. I think so. Don't suppose the paperwork is in the same box? She asks, reaching for the pouch, too blockaded in by piles of files to move properly. They have not made her flat any cleaner for their efforts. No, Hop sighs, handing off the pouch to her, though he's a smidgen reluctant to let it go, having something tangible of his friend at hand at last, but he does, and then goes to digging about in the box and hopes nothing cuts him. Some journals, looks like. A few books on supposed blackest magics. More photos and photo negatives. Hop flicks through the stack of black and whites. A couple shots of a group of people in silk robes, a few portraits of soldiers from the Great War, a candid of a manor house with a crowd of party-goers outside the door, a few photos of the same man taken over the course of twenty years by the dates on them. Trophy photos of him and a few cohorts out hunting, gentlemen's club annuals and the like. Nothing noteworthy. Damn, Johanna mutters, cracking another yawn. Hop glances over his shoulder, looking her over. It's the early hours now, and her eyes are red from poring over pages, a frustrated scowl deepening in her brow. She looks exhausted. He looks around at how much there is left to go through, and sighs deeply. Nothing for it, he supposes, but to call it a night. He spends a minute idly wondering if there's any way of coaxing Johanna into admitting that sleep is a thing she needs without him getting snapped at for it. Worse than his cat she is, but by the time he's figured he'll just go ahead and give it a try and turns around, she's utterly conked out, sprawled half over an ottoman with her head pillowed on miscellaneous papers, the pouch still clutched in her hand. Hop lets out a puff of amusement and excuses himself back to his rooms above the new inn for the night, 
making sure to lock her place up behind him. He's not much bothered when he doesn't hear from Johanna the next day. He sleeps through half of it anyways and supposes she does the same. Hopes she does the same. Seems like she could use it. He's a little less sanguine that he doesn't hear from her nor receive any replies from her the day after, restless to get back to it, to follow the clues that will hopefully lead him to his friend. After all this time, he feels so close and yet the chance, the possibility of actually finding him, it feels so thin and fragile. He entertains a few hypothetical conversations, waiting the hours away. Maybe he'll just saunter up with the pouch, give him the old, I think you dropped this, and see what look crosses his face when he meets Hop's eyes. Shock? Dismay? One of those infinitesimal, inscrutable little smiles? Would he be pleased to see me? Hop wonders. Or angered again by my presumption? Hop goes knocking on Johanna's door the next day, feeling a bit discourteous and also a bit disgruntled. He is paying her to get this done, is he not? He calls her again, standing there outside her door, and can hear her phone going off inside. God, maybe she's gone and cursed herself, he thinks, and shimmies the door open with a trick he learned a long time ago from a skinny little wrench of a petty thief who'd grifted him quite good, actually. Johanna! He calls as a caution, as she does seem the type to shoot first if she's in a pinch. Nothing and no one seems to move, all settled and quiet. He finds her exactly where he left her, sprawled over the ottoman, and that doesn't seem good. He gives her a nudge, calling her name. Then a good hard shake when she doesn't even twitch. Johanna Constantine. Nothing, not even when he rolls her off the ottoman and lays her out on the floor, checking her pulse, checking her breathing, as best he knows how at least. She doesn't seem hurt or ill, just asleep. It's when he goes to pick her up that he notices her fingers are still clenched around the pouch and maybe it isn't what they thought it was at all and maybe it is cursed. He pries it out of her hand and tosses it towards the pile of looks cursed objects and turns to give her a shake again. She startles awake, jolting upright and smacking him right in the noggin with her own. Ow, bloody damn Mother Teresa, she swears, clutching her skull while Hop shuffles away to do the same with a little less vocabulary. Her breath hitches sharply and then hitches 
And then he realizes she is crying, turned away from him. Fuck, she mutters to herself, voice wet and hoarse. Hop rubs at his sore brow. You don't need stitches, do you? He asks cautiously. She just curls a little more in on herself and quakes with a few small, angrily stifled sobs. Johanna? Miss Joe? Hop tries, uncertain if he should comfort her or give her space. Again, it was like trying to coax his cat, wondering if he's going to get scratched. I'm fine, she says sharply, giving a shake of her head and cringing away from him. It was just a dream. Nightmares can get you, Hob agrees simply, feeling himself calm a little. His head does hurt something fierce, but that's easier to deal with than tears from a woman who would probably rather be bleeding. He feels a little sorry and a little useless. Her voice cracks on a truly ugly snarl of a laugh. Ha! <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't a nightmare. I dreamt I saved her. I dreamt I did everything right. She shudders out another sob when her voice cracks, before forcing an even breath, and then another, and then another. Eventually, she sits up straight. That was a first. She sighs out bitterly. Wouldn't mind if you forgot you saw that, she adds, all tense lines and a turned back. Hop doesn't know what to say to that, so he says nothing. He nods, even knowing she can't see him. Then he blows out a breath. I'm gonna go grab coffee. Bagel? He offers, easy as anything. Not much food can't solve, really. Fuck yes, she expels out, not once turning to do anything more to face and or acknowledge him while he picks himself up, rubs at the bruise on his brow and leaves. He doesn't come back in, instead loitering on the front steps of the building until she texts him. He does know a thing or two about tact. He had been a nobleman once, after all, even if only for a while. Sometimes the old-fashioned rules of society got a thing or two right. When not to intrude upon a lady tended to be one of them. Where's my damn bagel? So sorry to leave a lady waiting, he calls out, letting himself back in for the second time to find her fresh from a shower and bristling with tension, only looking up from avoiding looking at him when he flourishes the little bag with her bagel in it beneath her nose. She snatches it and sets upon it with vigor. God, I haven't been this hungry in ages, she groans. Sleeping for two days will do that. Cursed pouch then, Hop remarks, immediately moving on from that subject.
Johanna shrugs at him, cramming her mouth full and then washing it down with coffee, lifting her gaze this time in a way that is almost scathingly daring him to acknowledge that she had shown weakness. Might not be cursed, she says, once she manages to swallow, deflating when her challenge isn't met with anything but Hop's easy-going, deliberate guilelessness. Might just not be meant for us. Should tell your friend to keep better track of it next time, she adds, somewhat snidely. Hop huffs at that, though he privately is of quite the similar mind. It still bothers him, though, that this is just lying around when it is clearly something utterly inordinary. Why doesn't his friend have his possessions? Why is his ruby hidden away and his magic pouch of sand ending up in some old occultist's estate sale? They eat and then awkwardly settle back into shuffling things around, looking for the right pile of paperwork, both of them occasionally eyeing the pouch with some trepidation as if it might do something other than simply lie there. Hop does most of the chatting this time, Johanna's answers terser and shorter than before, but slowly growing less so. He feeds her a second bagel, and she's practically back to her usual self. They are damn good bagels. Oh, here the bloody thing is, she mutters crossly, and Hop twists around to see her with a folder splayed over her lap, perched as she was on the sofa this time, feet pulled up and damp hair dripping onto her jeans and her papers. Why do I go to so damn many of these things? Why do you go to so many of those things? Hop asks. She twists up a dry smile. Same reason everybody does. For cool stuff, she says. Most of the real deal sort of things you'll only find after it's been rotting up in some old Jesus attic for three decades or down in the basement for even longer. There's a hierarchy for hoarding that sort of thing, Hop scoffs. Seems to be, Johanna muses, her eyes roving the pages of fine print in her hands. Personally, I prefer basement goods. Things in the attic always seem to be haunted or possessed. What about the stuff they keep in, like, those private galleries up until they die, all put on display? That's... <laughs> She snorts. Fake or broken, almost always. Hmm, Hop replies. You learn the strangest things sometimes. So what have you got, actually, in the papers there? I vaguely recall this lot. Johanna frowns over it. Fellow was part of this order of ancient mysteries ran by a bloke who had everybody calling him the Magus. Roderick Burgess, that was his name. Huge occultist in the early 20s. I remember my nan used to say there was an old joke that he had the devil locked up in his basement, giving him riches and long life. Not so sure about the last bit, Bugger died ages ago. According to this, 
The pouch was originally part of Burgess's collection. Funny. Doesn't quite say how it went from Burgess's possession to this bloke's. Probably stole it. Doesn't say how Burgess got it either. Just recovered in 1916, origin unknown. So Burgess had it first, Hop clarifies, feeling jittery and frustrated. Maybe his friend had gotten bored of him and made a deal with someone else. Maybe Burgess had done something for him in exchange for his sons. Her brow furrows, flipping between pages of tiny print. Yeah, I'll look him up, see if he's got anyone left who might know more. Might have to track down some grandkids or something, or see if any of his old crowd are still kicking around. Probably not this long on. Hop frowns, sighing. He runs a hand over his hair, his thoughts stuck on something. Do you think it was true? he asks. Eh? That he had the devil locked up in his basement? Hop's frown deepens, an itch on his brain about it. In his basement. They'd just been talking about it, finding things in basement, but there was something else about... Johanna! Hop snaps his fingers, thoughts crawling up the inside of his skull like ants. Did Burgess live in a country house? In a manor in the countryside? She peers at him, and then it clicks for her too, and she snaps the folder shut, reaching for her phone. Like the one Mike the Psykes cried, you think? Was that his name? Hop shakes the curiosity off as an annoyance and nods, trying not to loom over her, crossing his arms tight to hold himself still since he hasn't the room to pace without stepping on something that might take offense to being stepped on. He wasn't normally a fidgety man, really, but this felt like the hours before the dawn during battle, fitful and expectant and charged, certainty and uncertainty of the day to come gnawing at your bones. Her thumbs tap away on the screen, faster than he'd ever manage. Fuck, she swears. Yeah, he did. She breathes out and looks up at him, dark eyes sharp as nails. It wasn't the devil he had locked up, she says, staring at him. Hob! Fuck! It was my friend.